What you are about to hear contains foul language, terrible humour, and spoilers. I solemnly swear that we are up to no good. And welcome to another fantastic episode of Snap Crackle Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, you are listening to the fourth and final episode of Spooktober. Even... Nice. There you go. That, that's nice. the best I can do. With yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just turn it up. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, um, so, <coughs> in this episode... Uh, oh, by the way, my name's Ralph. I'm your host. <laughs> I'm just so excited to start. This is right? one of my favorite ones as well. <coughs> um, I'm joined by Alan. Hey, guys. And Leanne. Hello. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Josh is still away. That's fine. Um, and Heiss has... I think he's just a bit scared of the topic, personally. Yeah. You know, hey, y- you know whatever. <laughs> you, you're man enough to say you're scared. No. <laughs> uh, uh, Heiss has got some stuff, but, like, she was really excited um, to... She really to wanted to do this episode. Yeah. She had previous obligations. But she's uh, given me a couple of things to talk about as well, so... Oh, nice, cool. She's here in spirit. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, just before I cut myself off, um, we're this week we're going to be talking about Asian horrors, mm-hmm. uh, and to some extent, if we run out of time uh, before, well, if we run out of I think it's still a, a valid thing is uh, spoofs because horror films have a lot of spoofs yeah. these days, and some of them are fantastic. Um, Grand, yeah, yeah, we'll try and do a half and half split. I think mm-hmm. we'll see what we can do with that. Chips and chips and rice. Yeah, chips and, and rice. Chips yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sweet. I'm gonna get a high season for that because she would have laughed at that. Um, <laughs> oh, highs. We love you, highs. Hope you're listening. Like, yeah, she better be, otherwise I'm, I'm firing her. <laughs> yeah. Um, sweet. Uh, Alan, kick us off. Okay, so we're gonna start off with the Asian horror aspect of things. Um, of a, of a, it's not quite as prevalent anymore, I don't think. And it's a bit disappointing. You had a lot yeah, of good stuff come out. It, it was it was massive in the nineties. Well, yeah, nineties, um, early two thousands. Yeah, it kind of it was, and then obviously had the um, the western remakes as well. Uh, I think that's what probably killed it. Let's be yeah. honest. I think that, yeah, that's the case. But I, to be fair though, I probably wouldn't <clears throat> put. Uh, yeah, I think if we had a look at. Uh, Asian cinema now there'd still be horrors yeah, being made yeah. it's just that it's not impactful enough it's well, not, it's, it hasn't crossed over groundbreaking maybe well it's like Akira in mm. it that was one of the first yeah, things yeah, that yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. set off the western uh, uh, sort of love love for anime mm, it was yeah. just sort of this weird never before seen sort of cartoon mm. when you thought it was like cartoon was just like masters of the universe or yeah you know yeah G.I. Joe, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so, so yeah, so uh, fantastic. So mm. uh, what have you got for us? So only the one honourable mention, uh, particularly at the moment, uh, I said the moment on this one, is uh, a film called The Eye, which was done by the Pang Brothers in 2002. Yeah, I was, I was just talking, I, so I, was, I was thinking about that too. So they did uh, a, a remake, uh, well, um, yeah, a, yeah. a Western uh, remake with... Um, Jessica Alba. Yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Not great, but not shit. Also, yeah, I think was, they kind of lost the plot a little bit okay. with that one. I don't know. Is it? Is it because? I I don't think there's any cultural um, changes to it. Like it's it, with uh, with a lot of things like the Grudge. <coughs> um, it's it's very much sort of solidified in cultural yeah. Sig- yeah, yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm, houses mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. sort of the, the Shinto Buddhism of yes, it all. Yes. Whereas the eye is just kind of like, oh mm-hmm. what all what if it's like this? What mm-hmm. if it's like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, maybe there just wasn't enough pathos in it. Maybe, maybe. I mean so just to give a quick outline of the of this particular yeah. film. Um a woman who I believe she's blind from birth if I remember correctly. It's yeah. been a while since I've seen it. Um, gets a transplant from a recently deceased person. So she gets eyes transplanted. Mm-hmm. So to, it's like a groundbreaking operation they've sort of um, come up with, or let's say come up with, that they discovered. Um, and when she starts to see, she's able to see spirits. Mm-hmm. And there's some pretty funky uh, moments in the film. Um, there's one where she's sat in a classroom and she's hearing this voice like, what are you doing in my seat? And this spirit just launches towards her. And that's quite a powerful and intimidating one. Yeah. Um, she's in a market, 
uh, or, or some sort of, I think it's some sort of market or a butcher's or a cafe. I can't remember exactly, 100%. Um, but there's this guy, and he's got a picture of his wife and his kid who have um, well, died at some point. And he's there, and he's just tolling away. He's cutting this meat up and that. But then she sees this mother, uh, the, the woman and the child, floating around this window of the shop. And they're just standing there, staring at the husband. And it's just like... Oh god, that's creepy. Mm. And there's one thing that fucks me out so much. It's fucking floating ghosts. Yeah. I hate the bastards. They're so creepy. <laughs> and the eye have got them in spades. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> god damn it. Just the way the feet just dangle. Yeah, and it's, just it's floating. That, really. and it's like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> at least no. at the very least, like if if it was a ghost that was standing there, you'd be you'd just be like, oh, that's probably just a person in your yeah, periphery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they're like just like an inch off the floor, no, kind of, <laughs> you can't definitely. You're already just like nope. Yeah, and no, no pain intended. But it kind of ungrounds that belief. Yeah. Obviously, when you stand on the ground, you're just grounded in the belief that, as you say, it, it could be a real person. Mm-hmm. When you're floating above the ground, it's like nah, mate, I'm done, I'm done. Um, but that's a good one to check out. And as Ralph already said, there is a remake to it. Um, definitely watch the original though. Um, I think it's Korean. If I remember correctly, the, uh, the original uh, uh, from Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely worth the watch. They did do another two films. Um, one, the set. Well, the only thing I remember was the second one, and it's to do with again. They can see the spirits. This woman's giving birth, and it looks like the ghost is trying to take the baby. No, but it's all about reincarnation. So the yeah. ghost goes into the child as it's being born to be reincarnated. Mm-hmm. It's that. It's that sort of. And it's quite an interesting take on it because I quite like the the idea of that. You know, you yeah. you die, you become a spirit, you find a new body or, or or place to reside in, as it were, and you find one in a new life being born. And it's like a full circle kind of mm. thing, which is kind of cool. Um, you don't really see that in American horrors, really. Um, yeah. So I mean, there's other films. There's Tales of Sisters. There's Addition. There's <coughs> H. There's so many other. Ones, but I've not seen that many of those until she says I have seen, but it was so long ago that I don't particularly remember much about it. So um, I know Heist will do the talk about that, and Brussels, unfortunately, she can't be here. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into the, the sort of the main one that really sort of kick started this. Oh, was... sorry, just to, just to kind of like yeah. add on to that, mm-hmm. just with my mm-hmm. own thing. Um, there was one that me and my friends watched, uh, mm-hmm. it was called uh, One Miss Call. Oh, how did I forget about that one? Dude. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, basically, the plot mm. uh, just revolves around this um, student who gets a strange voice message on her cell phone. Uh, the, the the message is dated two days in the future. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the person... Uh, the person who got the voice message can hear herself screaming in it. Two days later, the per- that person dies. Yeah, and yeah. now the main character then sets you know like sets a chain of events, um, and it's it's that race to find out what's hot, what's going on, mm. who's making yeah. these phone calls, yeah. and what the flip. Yeah, it's, yeah. Side note: the remake that they did of that is fucking awful. So bad. Do not we bother. That one. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, was it? Uh, uh, what of? Of like, one missed call. Miss call. Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah. yeah. Remake and it was dog shit. It, it got a zero percent. Yeah, it's <laughs> I'm not surprised. It's so it's bad. Zero percent and then terrible. Terrible. Rotten Tomatoes. It's like yeah, rotten. Ugh, terrible film. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So going back to the good ones. <laughs> well, they say the good one. One missed call. The original was great. Um. But the one that really sort of kicked it all off was uh, Ring or Ringu. Yeah. It's known in Japan. Nineteen ninety eight by Hideo Nakata. Um. The original novel. In 1991, so it took quite a few years to sort of get um, uh, mo- movieized, adapted, I guess. Turned yeah. into a film. Well, what would you call that? Turned a novel into a movie. Yeah. Movieized? Movie- Movialization? I don't know, something like that. <laughs> Screen adaptation? Screen, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it took quite a while to do it, but when it did, it sort of took off quite yeah. big. Um, yeah, so the novel written by Koji Suzuki. Um, I've read half of the novel, and I've got it in my mother's somewhere, and I need to pick it back up and finish reading it. Um, depending on the demograph that listens to this podcast, you may or may not know what a video cassette tape is. <laughs> um, <coughs> I certainly do. I hope you do. 
Oh yeah, I know Ralph will because you're not far behind me in terms of age, I so do. you probably remember Kit tapes. Um, you're probably yeah. on the last generation cusp, though. Probably last generation, but we definitely had videotapes growing up. Yeah, mm. yeah, because it's yeah. sort of like 2000 was when DVDs sort of came in mm. and became extremely popular. And the taping over thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DVD. Oh no, I've taped over my favourite show. Oh no, oh my god, <laughs> and fuck all you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Should have Deal labeled it. it. Yeah, yeah, your SOL. Shit out of luck. Um, yeah, so effectively it revolves around a cursed videotape or VHS tape, as they used to be called. Um, when you watch it's it, not Betamax. It could have been avoided if it was a Betamax. I remember Betamax. <laughs> My uncle always raves about Betamax. It's like, make it with the times. VHS is where it's at. And this is when I was a kid, you know. Yeah, yeah. The thing was though. The thing was though. It was supposed to be the, yes. the technically better version. Yeah. But it didn't take off. You know why? No, I don't. Porn. Oh really? Yeah. Porn use VHS. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that not surprise yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it revolves on a cursed videotape that has a very interesting sequence of images. Lasts about mm-hmm. a minute, or just over a minute, if I remember correctly. Yeah, or, yeah, or at least on the in, in, the sh- in the movie it does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah so yeah. this particular cursed videotape lasts, not the film itself, yeah, but yeah. the video of this in, the, in the movie. Um, and when you watch it, um, your phone rings, and you answer the phone, and a voice just says you're going to die in seven days and it hangs up and then literally seven days to that exact moment there's a death when you die um Mm -hmm. there's it's a difficult one because it is a supernatural thing but it's also not it is more of a grounded reasoning for it as well which is covered in the japanese version but not the american remake in in terms of the film itself, when the seven days are up, uh, a spirit, Sadako, comes through a TV screen, most likely the one that you've watched this tape on, <coughs> to basically kill you. Yeah. Um, throughout the course of the film, obviously there's investigations going on, why there's people dying, they're sort of misfigured as if they've been shocked to death, and one of the, I think it's... The first one is a teenage girl, if I remember right, on a, on a home. Yeah, yeah. And she's sort of, it's seven days after she's watched this tape. Mm-hmm. And when they find her, her mouth is like wide open, like her jaw's been broken open and it's all contorted and mm-hmm. it's like burnt sort of skin kind of texture to it. And it looks quite gnarly. Yeah. Um, it, and everyone it, sort of dies in that way. Yeah, it's more of like a, a death, a death through like, uh, the the absolute terror. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it's like shocked to death <coughs> or frightened to death. Yeah. 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 Um, but in there is a part in the film where they explain that it's it's um, uh, smallpox. It's a smallpox infection that lasts for a week and you die. Oh. But it's some sort of uh, weird mental thing that goes on your head that kind of makes you see through that. Per- obviously, you see through the person's eyes in that mm-hmm. aspect when you're watching the film, and that's what kind of kills you in that aspect um, is that in the next in the next movies did they i think it's in the first one um i'm sure it was mentioned in the first one i mean i in in the in the first film it, it seemed to me that it was it was sadako who was basically like because she was a psychic girl yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she her spirit manifested in the videotape which then she would then be brought to life as part of her revenge, mm. a revenge plan. But as, yeah, I mean, as far as the first film, that was kind of mainly the thing. It was just the the vengeful ghost of Sadako, and mm. she was, she would be like a constant, um, just this constant spirit, mm. vengeful mm. spirit that mm. never could be ever. Defeated. Satiated, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all you needed mm. to do was just copy the tape, and that's it. But then yeah. that meant that. You copying the tape would mean that there'd be two more. Yeah, so it's copy. So it just yeah it spirals out as yeah. it were. So uh, you know, mm. it might be the second one. Then I've, it's been a while since I've seen these films. I'll be honest. Mm. So it could be that because mm. um, there's quite a few different. Well, there's three canon, I guess, in that aspect. The trilogy which they did, and then there's more that follow on and whatnot. Right. Um, oh, that would be the. It's the. Um, it's the sequel. Yeah. So you had Ringu, Ring Two, <coughs> Ringu Two, and then Ring Zero Birthday, which was a prequel. Uh, uh, just having a look now, uh, there is a technically an, another movie called Rasen. Rasen, yeah, yeah, yeah. That so was um, released the exact same day as the first Ring film. Yeah, which is a weird 
thing. Um, yeah, so that that's I've I've seen that years ago. Like, I don't really remember much about that one because it's been such a long time since I've seen that one as well. But it's a direct sequel to the first Ring film, which released on the same day. Mm. Which is yeah. like, wait, what? It, yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. So um, yeah, it's technically supposed to be a sequel, mm-hmm. but because uh, the Ring. Uh, Ring was it? Ring came out first. It just became a more uh enormous. It, it was more s- successful than mm. Rossin, mm. mm. and it just the Rossin kind of went. Yeah, so they decided to so, redo the sequel. As it were, yeah, so that's why there was a Ring. Period. Yeah, it was like retconned, as it were. Yeah. Um. Um. So yeah, I mean that was the first time anyone had seen something like that. Obviously, apart from the novel, uh, in, well, let's say in the uh, in the in the cinemas, but it wasn't actually the first adaptation of the book. Um, in 1995, there was a TV series, uh, Ring Kanzenban. Mm. Um, I believe it was 12 or 13 episodes long, and it's a bit more erotic and a bit more mm. of that sort of, I don't know, a gritty, I kind of want to, I think is the word I'm right, used yeah, to it. Yeah. I mean, the Ring's gritty in its own right, but this yeah. was a bit more, because obviously TV, you can get away with different things and different ways of shot. <laughs> um, very difficult to track down as well so if you do find a copy of that check it out um the one thing that bugs me about it isn't we aged well in terms of technology no like how many houses in this day and age have a vcr yeah it sort of takes away the the fear of something real mm-hmm. because it's not really real anymore yeah um and i think that's why uh there was the the you've got the american remake sorry that's how that's how you kill sadako yeah, just 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 destroy just all the VCRs. Yeah, <laughs> just just the technology in general. Just progresses humanity. Oh, it's um, a haunted video cassette. Oh, well, I can't watch it anyway. It looks like we're all fine. <laughs> um, but then you've got <laughs> guys. I found this VHS in a well. <laughs> what is what, it? What the fuck is that bit of plastic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the tape's all screwed up anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you've got obviously as America does it remade the ring. Uh, Three, four years after, four years later, 2002 with Naomi Watts. That was actually pretty good. It wasn't too bad. I, I quite enjoyed that one. It kind of <coughs> tried to stay faithful, but it didn't at the same time. But it kind of spins its own kind of legacy out of it. And it, it didn't go really overly American, like cheesy and like, oh, you know, and special effects. And it, was, it, it kind of stuck to its roots. Then you had Ring 2, which was out three years later, which was directed by the director of the first Ring film, Hideo Nakata. Yeah. Um, didn't really do well with the critics or the fans. It wasn't that great. Yeah, it sort of focused on um, Samara is the name of the girl in the Western version of it, as opposed to Sadako. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they changed the names a bit. Because uh, like maybe Western audiences wouldn't be able to say but yeah, Sadako. I but yeah, with the grudge, they kept the name the same. I don't know what's that. I don't know. What again? Um, we were we were talking about this. It was a mm. uh, last week's episode. Um, the grudge itself is. Yeah, 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 very much mm. mired in in cultural. Yeah, true. So it'll be hard to, mm. especially because it's a Japanese house. Yeah, it's the house itself. But mm. we'll, we'll, we'll cover it. that. Yeah, yeah. We'll um, um, but then sort of, it's <laughs> quite a long gap. Just Twelve years later, uh, Rings in twenty seventeen was released. Um, <coughs> it's literally thirteen years after the first movie is where it sort of follows on from. Mm. Instead of it being um. A, a, a cursed videotape it's a video file on the internet so there we go Sadako has evolved here we go <laughs> she's getting with the times <laughs> and I feel like they've kind of taken a bit of inspiration from uh, I think it was called Cairo Pulse was the westernization name of it which is kind of to do with an internet virus which kind of kills people yeah and I think it kind of took its influence from that a little bit and it's it's not the best it's got leonard hofstadter from uh big bang theory in it i mean uh, he's a bit typecast he's playing a professor great awesome cool mm-hmm. scientist guy awesome fantastic not to knock the actor that obviously he's probably got other parts on the go and he's a good actor don't get me wrong yeah but i just i don't know it just didn't really strike me as a, as a great film you know i think they could have done without that one yeah um, in terms of the Japanese ones, we obviously we've covered Ring, we've covered Rasen, we've covered Ring Two and Ring Zero, which is like a prequel, shows how Sadako sort of becomes um, this demonic spirit, as it were. Mm. It's quite a nasty scene in that Ring Zero where she's sort of breaking her own limbs to oh, freak yeah, out this, this woman. Oh my god! That, that sequence. I, 
with, with the with the ring, that whole thing with just her, like she didn't even need to do like the spider walk or anything. Just her just falling out of the TV. Sort of oh my goodness! Shuffling forward yeah. towards the screen. And it's the hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like got the the cousin it thing going yeah. on, yeah. but it's just the worst. I think that's the thing with Japanese horror is that they don't do big creatures and horror things and all this kind of stuff. It's a woman or or a child of some sort in plain white clothing, long black hair or just pitch black it's hair. It's always white clothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always, always white clothing <laughs> and like very white skin, like dead skin. And it's it works better because it's again it's more steeped in reality and more realistic as opposed to oh hey look at this monster, look at that monster, you know, this is terrifying because it's gross. Nothing to do with that. I kind of like that aspect of it because it does steep it in more of a realistic sort of tongue. Yeah, and I think that's why it works. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. So after Ring Zero, um, they took a twelve-year gap. Then they did a film called Capitalizing on 3D, Sadako 3D. Yeah, 3D technology. Um, also based on the novel because the Ring is apparently I've only found this out yesterday. It was a novel series, so I knew there was. Two novels, but I didn't realize mm. they, they've done quite a few more than that. Yeah. Um, this novel is apparently called S, which is a bit of a weird name for a title, but okay, we're wrong with yeah. that. Um, apparently features a guy called uh, Kashi Wada, who releases a video which features his suicide in order to bring the virus back into the world. So he kills himself on video. Somehow it gets distributed, I'm assuming, through sort of live streaming and yeah. stuff like that, maybe, yeah. and people capturing it. And it sort of brings the virus back into the world in that aspect. It's kind of an interesting way of doing it. Um, yeah, it's just not too bad. Um, after that, a year later, they did Sadako 3D2. How imaginative. <laughs> 3D2, um, 6D. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I've not seen this one either, but apparently it follows a four-year-old uh, child named Nagi whose death, uh, who, um, death and accidents seem to follow around. So... From what I gather from reading about this online, that the child's walking around places and people will randomly have bizarre accidents and die around him. Mm. Which is right. like, ooh, okay, what the fuck is that? Um, there's supposed to be a new one up this year, but seeing as we're in like, the end of October, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. So, Maybe yeah. they pushed it back to next year. Well, yeah, so far it's just slated for this year, Sadako. Yeah, yeah. Just called Sadako. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Um, with... Uh, obviously we've covered Americanized uh, remakes there's also been a different kind of remake from Korea called The Ring Virus um, it's nothing to do with Sadako and that sort of thing it's basically uh, an illegitimate <coughs> hermaphroditic daughter of a psychic mm. who ends up being romantically involved with her half-brother um, when that secret sort of comes out she uses videotapes with her psychic abilities to infect society to kill them Basically, which is kind of is kind of in the same vein, I guess, as the ring, but it's not quite the same reasoning. Whereas Sadako kind of wants her story to be known in that aspect. This one is more like, yeah, well, you didn't like what I was doing. Fuck you all. Here's here's some death. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> and it's 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 one of those things. You know, it's different takes on things, but I think you're not going to beat the original um, ring. Um, the one thing that always bugged me in the American one is they didn't... Let's say you watch the tape. Yeah. And it's like, you get the phone call, you're going to die in seven days. Okay, right. Seven days time, I'm going to be in the middle of a fucking field where there's no TV. What then, bitch? The Japanese film covered that. They come out of the car mirror and reflective surface, the spirit will get you. Which is pretty clever. Yeah. And the American one doesn't touch on that. <clears throat> no, I think it's... it's they... they I while it's sometimes it's fine for especially with horror is to like dwell a little bit more in character. Mm. The star mm. of the show is always the monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or mm. whatever supernatural entity because it's yeah. it's always trying to figure out how are they gonna circumvent this challenge mm. as as the main character. Yeah, how yeah. are they gonna yeah. do this? And yeah. it's always the surprising like, oh crap. She doesn't need a TV. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's literally any reflective surface. There's like this couple was found dead in their car, and the summarization is that it came through the mirror. Yeah. This obviously reflective surface, which is pretty cool. Nice. Um, yeah. So that that's that's the ring in a bit of a nutshell. If you haven't seen it, definitely see it. Yeah, I I mean so good. When I when I definitely passed it around, <laughs> uh, copied it and passed it around <laughs> <laughs> to to my friends because it was it was on it was on. <laughs> Late night TV, yes, and yeah. on uh, 
in the for for you Australians out there like SBS, like the World Channel. Mm. It was on there, had subtitles. I had a TV in my room at the time. It was like this big, right? It was a huge CRT. It's like a twenty-one inch. Yeah, and I was watching it, and it was late, and I'm just like, "What? Why am I doing this? <laughs> what, what am I doing?" And then it was it was like a school night too. So ah. so as soon as as soon as I I I watched it, I'm like, "Oh, I gotta find out if this is showing again." It was. Mm. I watched it again, and nice. I recorded it, nice. and I sent it to my friends. That's great. That's I was amazing. like, "Watch this, watch mm. this." And by that week, everyone was freaked out. No <laughs> one was touching their TV. <laughs> yeah, it That's was, amazing. It was. It was mad. It was probably one of the sort of like the biggest extent <laughs> of getting people so freaked out at like just your standard. The, like just like That's your TV. Amazing. Imagine yeah. like just thinking that yeah. someone was gonna come There's out. There's a TV it. in like ninety five percent of homes. Exactly. Of, of, exactly. Of so uh, it's it's fantastic. I <laughs> I just love the uh, the effect of it. It's great. I remember the DVD has a special hidden feature where you click like certain combination left right up whatever it is and you select this hidden like thing that's not on the screen you hit it and it's actually the tape the video yeah the cursed yeah, yeah. tape as it were quick side note before we move on to the next one we when i watched the first uh, american remake i was watching it with my parents and you know, happily watching the film and it finished the credits roll our phone rang <laughs> and now literally all three of us just kind of looked at each other and went what the fuck i'm not answering it and my dad's like i'm not answering it and i was like we picked it up it was actually like my stepbrother-in-law he's like oh my god what the fucking hell but what are the chances of that happening right at that moment the amount of you know? pranks though that came with that where, yeah. where somebody would be like oh yeah. I just gotta go to the yeah. toilet over yeah. that, and then they'll know like the thing yeah it's <laughs> great um the next one on the list is not as well known as as, as uh, the ring and the, the next one that we're going to be covering um but it's by no means uh, not as good. Yeah. Um, Dark Water, also mm. by Hideo Nakata, who did The Ring. And that was 2002. Solid. Yeah. Um, that was originally a short story by Koji Suzuki, who also wrote The Ring. I think it's a pattern here. Mm-hmm. Um, which was published as a collection titled Honogurai Mizu no Sokokara, which translates quite literally, apparently. I'm not a Japanese expert or anything, but apparently it translates as From the Depths of Dark Waters. Um, that was published in 96. Mm. so that was written after the ring much like the film was made after the ring um this kind of follows a mother and daughter who move into a new apartment and <coughs> they go into i believe it's the living room and they look up and there's this quite pronounced damp patch mm-hmm. um and it's, it's fucking black it's like a proper damp patch it's damp. but that's yeah. the story of like every house here in yeah. swansea though oh, i know it? right jesus christ <laughs> damp. um damp. And they sort of get the, the landlord in and the, the caretaker in and whatnot and they, they get rid of it and they clean it and they try and get rid of it. And it just sort of pops back. It keeps coming up. So it's clean. They go to bed and there's everything's all hunky-dory. They wake up the next morning, pop there. It is again. Wait, what? Where the fuck is it? And they start freaking out. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really want to give spoilers on this one because I think the payoff in it is a really good payoff and I don't want Leanne to miss out on that payoff. It's decent. Yeah, it's yeah. a really good one. Um. And they did do a remake of this, as, you know, surprise the <laughs> fucking pride, yeah. right? Three years later, um, not the worst, but... Oddly enough, obviously the ones that do get the um, the Western adaptations, they're always the ones that were exponentially more popular. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, which, I mean, which is fair enough, obviously. Yeah, why, yeah. Why, why would you not capitalize on something that's popular? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. Just let it be. Yeah. Like, just, why don't you just take the distribution rights and then go with that? Exactly, exactly. And that's I'm, I'm a firm believer <clears> of that. If you want to watch something, watch it in this original form. Mm. You know, if you're going to watch Dark Water, don't watch the remake. Watch the original. If you're going to watch The Ring, don't watch the remake. Watch the original. At least watch the original first. You know. Yeah. And I'm I'm a firm believer of that, and it's that's the way it should be. I'm just getting a bit tired of Hollywood and their remakes at the moment, their reboots <laughs> and remakes and retconning and. It's getting a bit too much. Um, yeah, there's not really much else to say about Dark Water. I mean, it's a fantastic film. It ramps up the tension nicely. It's got a quite powerful story to it, um, especially when you see the payoff towards the end of the film. And it's got some really nice visuals. Um, it does a lot of cool um, visual work with water in terms of 
not so much playing with water itself, but the water's effect on other objects. Um, again, I don't, I don't want to give much away because I don't want to give you spoilers, Leanne, mm -hmm. because this is something you need to watch. We'll watch okay. that soon. Um, the one thing that is quite remarkable with this is, do you, um, I know Leanne, I've talked to Leanne about this. Do you know who Liza Lamb is, uh, Ralph? Mm, no. So is this not, woman? Not that I can recognize anyway. Um, have you had the Cecil Hotel in, in Los Angeles? Famous <coughs> hotel? No, sir. Okay, right. So, Eliza Lamb was reported missing at the beginning of February in 2013, right? And the last sort of footage you see of her is her talking to someone or something. Um, it's on an elevator on the lift, on the right. camera of a lift. So you see the doors. You don't see anything outside. You see her sort of run in, and it looks like she's kind of talking or shouting at something. She's sort of hammering the button, trying to get the doors to close. She's hiding in the corner, trying to peek out. And she's like, what the but there's nobody there. Yeah, there's nothing there. The doors close. And she's, she's still <coughs> terrified for whatever reason. The lift goes whatever floor it goes mm. to. The doors open. She runs out. That's the last anyone ever saw of Eliza Lamb. Alive. Right? So, obviously a massive sort of manhunt happened and what happened. They got the footage. They analysed all this kind of stuff. But three weeks later, on the 19th of February, um, some guests started complaining about the water supply in the hotel. Like there was... Not it wasn't um, foul smelling. It was discolored. Uh, I can already see where yeah. this is going. So the the caretaker, the landlord, whoever it was, went up onto the water tank and the, on the on the uh, roof, looked uh, in there. Guess where Eliza Lamb was? Uh, in the fucking water tank in the roof. No. And it kind of leads this very coincidental uh, similarities. Yeah. Of the the film in that particular instance, and obviously that the, she was she was petrified. You can see look look at this footage online. It's on YouTube. It's on yeah, any yeah. social media site that's covering stuff like this. And she looks petrified, and nobody knows why. Yeah, you know, and I don't understand why there wasn't <coughs> the cameras mm. around the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's but, up with that? Yeah, like how 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 were there no cameras that tracked her where? Mm. I mean, in this Especially day and age, went out, yeah. you know, this day and age, the cameras are right. If you can't walk 10 foot down a road without getting caught yeah. by a camera these yeah. days, you know, back then, it's like nearly 10 years ago, and it's, it's, it shows how quick that's sort of escalated for the better or for worse. Who's to say? Mm. You know, there's this trade-off for one, trade-offs for the other. Um, but yeah, mm. that's that's quite an intriguing real-life story for you to, mm. to sort of merit into Dark Water. Um, the last one, uh, and then sort of Japanese horror, kind of falls off a little bit after this point. Um, also 2002. Probably one of the most popular ones, arguably, alongside The Ring, Yeah, is Juon, The Grudge. Mm -hmm. um, Leanne watched this for the first time last night. Mm -hmm. What did you think? It's really good. Yeah? Yeah, I, I did enjoy it. Definitely had that tension to it. Um, scary. But yeah, it's a good film. Mm. Very tense. Very tense. What, do you, um, what do you think now of... Just the sound of. Uh... <laughs> Definitely a lot, like twenty times more creepy than it was before. Yeah, didn't you hashtag say... triggered? Oh yeah. Yeah. Hashtag. Didn't you triggered. say something about you? You record that or something and send it to a friend or something? You know, you're never going to do anything like that again because you. I know. I I had a friend in uni who was really freaked out by it, so I would make that noise. <laughs> I've never yeah, seen the it. film. That's so it. yeah, it's always that though. It's always that. Like again, this was at the cusp of. Sort of like yeah, Asian this is the height of Asian So after the ring, when we found out about the grudge, that got sent to all of my classmates. Oh yeah, and yeah. now yeah. Yeah. and and this was like in a quiet maths class. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> and then all the girls just like shut the no no for the love of this. Yeah, it was great. It was. Great. It was. It's just a fantastic. Um, I say it, was, it, is, it is a fantastic story, not for the content of the story, but for the story itself. Mm. Obviously, the, the story revolves around a, a husband who kills his wife and oh, child. Yeah, terrible domestic violence. Oh, yeah, yeah. thinking that she's had an affair and the child's not his, and yeah, she yeah. sort of gets killed by him. And that's yeah. what that noise is. He sort of breaks her neck, and it's the, the, the windpipe being crushed with the air still in it. Yeah. And that's where the noise comes from. Yeah. So it's just sort of escaping through the windpipe, yeah. through the mouth. And, yeah. Uh, that's that's what the noise is. If you break someone's neck, you would probably hear that. But I don't just condone anyone yeah, breaking yeah, anyone's okay. neck. Please, don't please. Try this um, yeah, don't try this out. <coughs> um, so yeah, it actually started funny enough in the same year the Ring was released. In a, yeah. In a sense, so you had two short films. I believe they were on seven to ten minutes length each. 
the first was named Katasumi, or in a corner, as a translation. Mm. And the other one is just like a string of fours, like four, 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 four. And it's sort of one introduces Kayako, mm. the other introduces Toshio, who become the main characters throughout the entire yeah. series yeah. of The Grudge. Or the, well, um, Two years after that, and a lot of people haven't seen these, most likely, because um, they're very difficult to get hold of as well. It wasn't due on The Grudge that started it, it was due on The Curse. And they were kind of like, you know, TV movies? They started off like that. Yeah. Um, and The Grudge isn't a remake of the Curse films, but more of a continuation. Um, it's a bit of a weird one. It's a bit more... What's the word I want to look for? Trippy, I think is the word I want to use. Yeah. There's a particular scene. <clears throat> I think it's in the first one. I've, it's been a while since I've seen these. Um, where this kid's being chased around the school by the ghost. Yeah. And it's popping up in every single corner, and it turns out there's like fucking loads of them following him around the school. Um, and there's another one where he walks into this room of a classroom. The school's deserted. It's just dead. There's no one else around. And he goes in, and this the room's like a pink color. And you look towards the windows, and it looks like cherry blossom trees. Mm. As mm. you walk towards, you and the camera gets closer to it. It's actually bloody handprints to make it look like cherry blossom trees. Ooh. That is mm. a hell of a visual. Yeah, yeah. So creepy. Um, so yeah, they did well <laughs> enough then for the sort of Japanese cinema to go, you know what, let's take a gamble on this. Ring did well. Yeah. Let's see if we can do something else with this. And they released The Grudge and it became a runaway success. Um, so much so that only a year later they did the sequel. Um, so the first one, as we already covered, sort of the wife and child gets killed along with the cat, um, which Leanne didn't particularly like because she likes cats. Mm, poor cat. Yeah. Um, other people then go into the house end up dying after seeing the spirit yeah um there's two sort of ways that this works is that if you're in the house when the spirit decides it wants to reenact its vengeance you almost sort of reenacting the situation that happened with toshio kayako and the husband whose name i forget yeah um if you're outside of the house it just it finds a different way so it's almost like being in the house is the epicenter of it, and you're reliving that yeah. moment. So it's kind, yeah, it's kind of like uh, just yeah, just sort of that vengeful spirit. Mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. is what happened to me. Yeah, I mean, you look at the, the sort of husband and wife who are living in that house. <clears throat> the way the bodies are found up the loft. Mm. That's exactly how it happened in terms of where well, the Kayako's body was up the loft. And yeah. that's where the, the the wife sort of dies on the bed, not being able to breathe. Yeah. And the father ends up, the husband ends up being the father in that situation. He becomes the father. Yeah. And he becomes quite violent and he sort of, he ends up dying and he's up there with the wife. Um, but then the other people, it's so like the sister comes to the house and visits and he shunts her out before he kills her. Like yeah. He doesn't kill her, he sort of shunts her out and, uh, oh, she slept with someone else. You have another man and he kicks her out of the house, almost like, again, channeling the husband. Oh, my wife slept with someone. The child's not mine. And she's like, you haven't got a fucking child. What are you talking about? Get out of my house. Get out of my house. Go now. And then the ghost sort of follows them, uh, follows her home and and ends up getting her after this really cool bathroom scene. Oh my God, that's so fucking creepy. Um, Do you want to to take that one? The bathroom scene, your take on that? Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's like the washing her hair and then she feels a hand on her head but no no, no the bathroom the, the bathroom the, oh, the, I'm thinking wrong. yeah so the sister sort of runs into this bathroom in her apartment building and the brother calls her or it, it looks like the brother's name flashes up on the screen on the mobile phone this is a flip phone so it shows, shows the age and that mm. she answers it and it's literally just a uh, noise and it gets really loud yeah. and then it, she freaks out and then someone sort of on the next cubicle, as you say, oh yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, I've hung up, I'm, I'm leaving now. And as she sort of runs out, because she obviously gets a bit freaked out by this sort of incident, yeah, yeah. She, she runs out, she tears this little teddy bear off her bag and it hits the floor. And as she's bending down to pick it up, the stall opens and this massive black hair just starts floating into view and she freaks. So she gets back home and she starts, so again, the phone rings. <coughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, what apartment are you? It's my Britsy, it's me, your brother. What yeah. apartment are you? And she's like, oh, I'm apartment, blah, whatever the number was. She goes to the door, looks at the, because he knocks, looks through the peephole, sees her brother, opens the door. The brother's not there. The fucking phone starts making the same noise. She freaks out, chucks it on the floor. 
slams the door, runs to a bedroom, clicks the TV on to try and get some sort of Samsung from out there. Yeah. The screen starts freaking out no, and it makes yeah, the same yeah. noise and it's just everything all at once. Yeah, yeah. She, she's fumbling with the remote, it clicks off. And she's like, right, just calm, calm, calm. She turns over, calm. She she grabs something in her hand and you sort of see the look on her face. She's like, what the fuck is that? She pulls it up and it's the teddy bear that fell off her bag. Yeah. Next thing you know, this this massive sting of music starts. Like, kind of like um. Uh, orchestral kind of thing yeah, not yeah, quite yeah. as corny as that but then the bed starts rising up with the sheets and she's, she's yeah, shaking yeah, yeah, and shaking yeah, yeah. and then she gets tugged she lifts up the sheets and fucking Kaya goes there and it's like holy balls yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's that, just that whole scene <laughs> yeah. it lasts for a good sort of five maybe seven minutes and it draws it out so well and obviously America remakes it and they just speed it up to no effort and it's like come on seriously and that same sort of sequence of events they don't go as much in depth with it but it probably lasts like two minutes as yeah. opposed to five to seven it's like come on you're just doing it because you can and you're not keeping the faithfulness of it <coughs> again with the speeding up you've got that last <clears throat> the very last sort of um, victim Rika when she's in the house and she sort of realised that she can see the ghost by sort of covering her eyes and sort of peeking through her mm, fingers mm. And she sees Kayako coming down the stairs. And it doesn't cut anything out. It's sort of this woman, this actress, coming down the stairs all contorted yeah, yeah, and twisted. Yeah. It's the, and it, it's almost like, I can't remember which version of it was. It was this frantic, like, coming down the stairs as well. It's, yeah, that's the, that's the American remake. The yeah. American remake speeds it up. They cut yeah. away the stairs. And she's on the bottom it, of the stairs. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? Where's the tension build up? They just do it for the jump factor, but it doesn't mm. work. Yeah, with yeah. that with the Japanese one they literally filmed it all they made cut to Rika and then they cut back and Kaiko's only down a couple of extra stairs because they're filming it and it's all in almost like real time yeah, yeah, sense yeah. and it ramps the tension up so much because <laughs> you're experiencing yeah, the yeah, moment yeah, as, yeah. as yeah. the characters should it, it's yeah. almost like when you're watching a horror film and you're watching it and it's something so brutal and nasty you don't want to look away and you can't. But you can't. Yeah, and you it, want it, to. It, it almost. And you can't. It pulls you. Yeah. And that's exactly yeah. what that Japanese film, that whole sequence of events on that particular point does. Where the American remake is like, top of the stairs, middle of the stairs, bottom of the stairs. Oh shit, there's the ghost. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And it's like 20 seconds max. Like, well, fucking what the hell's the point? <laughs> it's like, isn't it like the first, I think it's either the first or the second film. I don't know which one The very first scene, she goes up the loft and she cracks the thing on because she hears a bump up there or something. She looks yeah, up. Yeah, and yeah. And then. Boom, Kai goes there. And, and, and like, it, it's the lighter. It's the that's lighter. It, that's isn't the lighter. It? Oh, that's, right. that's, that's such that's a right. quintessential scene as well. Um, but yeah, like if I saw that coming, but it was that bus scene. They're just like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> Literally out of nowhere. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> like legit made me jump. It just it, it does. I mean, the, the remake does have its moments, and it's not by any stretch a bad film. But I mean, it doesn't ramp the tension up enough. No, that, that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like we watched it with um, Heist after Bake Off, <laughs> and uh, Franks were sat on the table, and there's this really high pitched sort of tone every now and again, which mm. is which is kind of referenced in the film. It's like, oh, what's that noise? It's almost like, oh, I've got a pain in my head, and it kind of symbolised with this high pitched tone. And it does it like three times, and every time Rags just kind of went, huh? What? What? What the fuck is that? And it was <laughs> like, whoa, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, I quite enjoy that. I quite um, not to say that it, obviously the cats will be you know, it's, it's like a nuance <laughs> yeah, yeah. to it, though, isn't it? Yeah. Is that the animals tend to be more perceptive to spiritual things? They tend to be able to sense things as well, and that that could also be taken as oh, you know, we're going to put this in because if people watching this film have pets, they might get a little freaked out by the cat. Which is going to go, what the hell is that? And thinking there might be something in the room with them. You never know, right? That might have been the thinking. Of Cats it. make you think that all the time, though. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And didn't Hi say something about Kenji? Sort of just staring at one spot and just being like, Ruff. Yep. <laughs> Which is great. Looking at um, Yeah, I mean, quickly sort of, just, I'm not going to go through every single one of these, but quickly going through the sequels and whatnot. There has been quite a few for The Grudge. Um, Grudge 2 was a year later. Uh, they had the remake in 2004, 2006, they had a remake of Grudge 2, which wasn't really the remake of the second Japanese film. No. Kind of went into business for itself. Grudge 3 was out in 2009, um, which has actually been talked about Saw. Um, the, uh, uh, Shawnee Smith, she was in Grudge 3, she was the main sort of lead okay. uh, actress in that. Um, also in that same year, for the 10th anniversary of, of the sort of 
combination of the series. Um, Black Ghost and White Ghost, like a yeah. two films. They're not long; they're just <coughs> over an hour each, I believe. Um, which is which is pretty cool, you know. You know, it's hey, we're ten years old. This this series is ten years old. We're going to yeah. do something special for it, which is pretty cool. I quite like that. Nice. Um, twenty fourteen, the beginning of the end. Um, follows two separate stories. Twenty fifteen, the final curse is a direct sequel to that one. Mm-hmm. And then, sort of, I'm going to sort of linger a bit more on this one. Just I haven't seen it, but I it was something that was sort of requested a lot kind of like Freddy vs. Jason was yeah and we've already prefaced one of these um, earlier on is Sadako vs. Kayako it's just such a weird <laughs> such a weird premise and the whole apparently well again I've read sort of things <laughs> this, about how this how does it work um, well, apparently a second hand VCR was purchased in a thrift store oh, yeah okay because that's how you get yeah, it right which obviously yeah, yeah. has the tape in it of course of course and this person lives next door to the grudge house oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um, supposedly this this character this person gets haunted by the grudge while also being affected with the ring <laughs> how terrible and it, and it creates a whole new fucking entity um, it was something like Sadako or something like that and it's I, like okay, like how how terrible is is your like just your luck in general mm. to be living yeah. next to the grudge yeah. house and, and having the bought the ring <laughs> Just know. <laughs> Just know. Uh, you know you weren't meant to be for this world. When <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. You're SOL at that point. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it's it spawned off quite a lot. They even did a Wii game at one point called The Haunted House Simulated <laughs> Grudge, which was supposedly quite good. Oh, I love it. Um, but I love these for the psychological horror. And I love, this is the only horror that's really got to me in that aspect. It sort of got my head and played around in there a little bit. And I think it did with Leanne because you said you had some pretty vivid dreams last night, didn't but you? But nothing to do with the film. No. But vivid dreams. <laughs> Not scary dreams. She says that now. Nothing to do um, with the film. <laughs> with, when I first saw this, it was with a friend that I'd just made when I was working in Argos. And I didn't really know him that well, but he was a friend. He lived like two streets away from me. He was like, hey, I got this Japanese film. Come over and watch it with me and my girlfriend. I was like, yeah, okay, why not? Went over to his house. <clears throat> they both like really tall, like over six foot two, the pair of them. Mm. So I'm sat on this sofa. He's on my left. She's on my right. And I feel like fucking Frodo bagging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a new house. I've not been in this house ever before. I've got the TV screen. Must have been like a good 50 inch screen. It was huge. Nice, nice. And it was literally about five foot in front of me. So it was pretty close. And he had a surround system, which was quite loud. No. So you sort of contribute all these factors yeah, into it. Yeah. And it really gets in your head and fucks with it. <laughs> but I love it. It's so fucking good. No, yeah, it's such a great it's film. It's better than like any sort Koshio of like... with his parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. I mean, sort of for the like, sort of week after, for the, every day, I wake up and I used to have this cupboard with a little walkway beside my bed, uh, between the bed and the, the cupboard, mm. and I'd literally wake up with visions of Kayako just fucking standing there with me like she does in the film with nope. Rika, and it's like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 but I still go back for more, because it's great. <laughs> Sucker for pain. Yeah, mm. yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, Asian horror kind of dies off after that point. Uh, we're just going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be back in a few short moments. And we're back. Sweet. Um, so yeah, we are going to change topic just real quick um, to something a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, we yeah. thought all, all of these episodes were just a little bit too serious. A little bit dark. A little <laughs> bit... Uh, we don't want to give you nightmares. No. If you, especially if you're binging all four episodes at once. No. <laughs> um, but, uh, so yeah, we're going to be... Talking about a couple of like parody movies. Mm, spoofs, I think, was the technical term yeah. when they started doing these things like Hot Shots <coughs> and Airplane, things like that. Yeah, um, yeah the, the first sort of one that I know of um, in terms of horror spoofs is one called Repossessed uh, from <laughs> 1990 by a guy called Bob Logan. Stars uh, Leslie Nielsen, who's famous for Naked Gun. Yeah. Um, that guy with the white hair, he's fantastic. And believe it or not, Linda Blair from The Exorcist. Oh, yeah. Reprising her role as the possessed woman, oh, no. basically. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's effectively a piss-take version of The Exorcist. Yeah. Where Leslie Nielsen plays a priest and he goes to exercise her. 
and exercises in remove the demon, not exercises in treadmill. Um, <laughs> and uh, it sort of spirals out quite oh, no. nicely, and it ends up being this whole fucking <coughs> oh, we're doing a charity thing, phone in, donate money to help get this woman exercised, and it, it turns into a TV, real good like TV broadcast. <laughs> Exorcism. Yeah, it's yeah. Got the bed on stage it's, it's and the live studio audience. And for Linda Blair to, to to have the good sort of grace to be like, you know what, I'll be in it. Why not? Yeah. I thought that was brilliant. I think that made the film. Them two together were just fantastic. Um, then we've also got, and Olianne's quite partial to this one, is What We Do in the Shadows mm. from 2014, but Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi. Yeah, it's oh, fantastic. So it is. It really is. So yeah. um, You showed me it and you were like, you've got to check this out. Yeah, and then I did a series. They did, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> my friends and I were actually, we just watched the first episode of it and we thought it was really good. It, good. it captures the same, <laughs> um, same spirit of the the movie yes but adds it still adds quite a lot to it mm. yeah you know? yeah it's really mm. it explore explores a little bit more of the idea so i think it's, it's been renewed for two second season as well so. oh, brilliant. i'm pretty sure i went there <laughs> well. um we're gonna just we're gonna cover this in a different podcast because i think josh would probably hang drawn quarters if we didn't have him on an episode that covered this one um the evil dead series mm. um mm. kind of looks like it's going to be a serious film but it kind of <coughs> takes a bit of a left turn and it's a bit more of a, a comedic horror in aspects yeah. whether it's it, it's quite tongue-in-cheek for the most part it is it's very b-movie but it does work to a good effect but we'll cover that on a future episode so look forward to that we'll we'll, we'll try and just get that sorted at some point before the end of the year hopefully mm. um fingers crossed um, if Josh can make time for us, you know, yeah. his busy schedule. I'm busy man. Um, so yeah, I mean, Repossessed was probably the first one that sort of mainstreamed it from 1990. Ten years later, something else would come along that was even bigger and took it to the next level, especially in the new sort of humour levels of the world, as it were, because obviously yeah. humour's changed quite a lot. <coughs> and that scary movie. Oh, mate. By Keenan Ivory Wines. So, yeah, so <clears throat> honestly, the Waynes brothers... Their, their production, like, it's just a whole damn family, really. <laughs> like, my wife and kids. Yeah. Scary movie. Um, what's that one? Uh, Don't Be Something in the Hood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you know the one I'm talking don't about. Don't Be a Menace to South Central. That's the one, while drinking juice in the hood. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they, white chicks? White chicks, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I think so, that was after Scary Movie. But yeah, yeah white chicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these guys, I... <clears throat> Suffice it to say, comedy geniuses. Yeah, I they, think it's... they've done some really good ones too, like, um, fifth, like Fifty Shades of Brown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so stupid. I, I think that Scary Movie give parody films a shot in the arm, because ever since that, yeah. you've had so many epic movie, disaster movie, <laughs> vampires. Oh my goodness! Yeah, um, yeah. I think Stan Helsing was covered in that there as was, well. Th- to be fair, there were so many, but I think the scary movie <laughs> series was just it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It was brilliant. All yeah. the other ones were just like, eh, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, ones come before in terms of like that with Hot Shots, <coughs> Airplane, mm. but they weren't really specifically parodies. No. They would run their own story and reference things. Mm-hmm. Whereas Scary Movie just kind of went, no, we're going to take the piss out of Scream, we're going to take the piss out of I Know What You Did Last Summer, and we're just going to add piss takes of this, 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 and this in there as yeah. well. I mean, in the first film alone, you've got, I say, Scream, and I Know What You Did Last Summer was the main focus, but then you also had Sixth Sense, Blair Witch Project, and The Shining. Just completely take the piss out of yeah. that first film. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's fantastic, and it's just, it really is good laugh out loud sit back for an hour and a half and just laugh your ass off. It's something so stupidly funny that should be scary, but it's not. And they're taking the piss out of horror because of it, and it's great. It really is. It's fantastic. Well, you know, they went on success with five films. I mean, the fifth one wasn't great, and that's kind of where they stopped it because the critical acclaim was really bad. Yeah, yeah, it started, um, to, it started to, like, die down then. Yeah. I mean, even fans of the series who loved the first four were like, what the fuck is this? And I don't think it's any coincidence that the fifth one was the first one without Anna Ferris. I think that's probably got something to do with it. She yeah. probably read it and went, nah, I'm not doing that. <clears throat> um, I mean, obviously they spiralled out. They kept the films quite relevant to films that were coming out at the time. 
So when Saw was coming out, they'd have Saw references. When the Ring was out, they'd have Ring references and so forth. Paranormal Activity was, I think, was the third or fourth one they really ripped the shit out of, yeah. which was just hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that one was really good actually. <laughs> I think that kind of made things a little bit fresher. But yes, yeah, yeah. Um, well, my mother, if she she probably is going to listen to this at some point because she does listen to a podcast. Um, bless her. Um, she hates the guy in Scary Movie Two, the Butler. Oh yeah, take, take my, my strong arm, child. Strong arm. <laughs> I'm oh. gonna stir the mashed potatoes with my strong arm. <laughs> and he's got this fucking withered arm, and it looks manky as fuck. Oh, it's so. And lean. he's there, and he's slopping it in the food, and he's stirring the shit up. And the little guys are sitting on the tail watching. They're just like, Oh, oh my no. god! <laughs> it was terrible, but it was so funny. It was. It's so good. And it's like whenever she's sort of trying to be funny, I'll just whip out some like, take my strong arm. And she's like, oh God, shut up. <laughs> she's not going to forgive you for bringing that up. Yeah. Probably not, but hey, on. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but then sort of the, the one other one there that would kind of spiral out and make, uh, it's not a parody per se, it's a comedy horror. Yeah. But I still think it kind of fits. And I know I'm just going to get big smiles around the table. This was uh, 2004 Shaun of the Dead. Oh, mate. By Edgar Wright. It's really good. Could it potentially be the best comedy of this last sort of... Well, the last since the Millennium turn? Oh, mate, it's it's so hard. I, it, it's a bit subjective because I, I while I... It's hard. It's hard to say. I was just about to say why I, I like Shaun of the Dead. I really like Hot Fuzz. Yeah, yeah. Um, But there are some moments in Shaun of the Dead where it's just like, how do you... Winchester? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it was good. I, it was such a, it was such a, a breath of fresh air. Yes. I think. Because that came out the same year as Dawn of the Dead remake. And I remember, <laughs> I, I can't remember which one was out first, but I remember seeing them within a couple of weeks of each other and it was just phenomenal. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was, it, it's definitely worth the, the acclaim that it has oh 100 mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it works so well in regards to the story the script um and edgar wright is such a visual director in terms yeah. of like the comedy that he does with mm. with just the visual aspects of it and then you've got simon Pegg and nick frost who just works so well together yeah yeah just bouncing off each other oh mate so good, but it's 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 quite funny though because even though it's quintessentially British, it 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 transcends that cultural mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. yeah um I suppose gap really because like I I saw it when I was living in Australia and I, yeah sure we're like the colony but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. again it it tra- necessarily it travels well either. it travels well it really yeah does. um. Funnily yes. enough, I got a copy of Shaun of the Dead signed by um, uh, Peg and Frost. Oh, no way. At Comic-Con. Nice. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. It's mad because they, they were there for signings and I'm like, I gotta go. Go buy Yeah, yeah. Go buy a copy. So I, I went and bought a copy. It was fantastic. Oh, it's amazing. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like marked up to the max, but whatever. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, this retail price, right? Mm. Yeah, and it was just like your standard like bargain bin DVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. even like a limited edition sleeve oh. with like, you know. It's like so. Are you coming, Ralph? Well, whatever. <laughs> so fan you are. No, that's great. It's fantastic. I mean, just the, the the amount of stuff that goes into the. It, it's from start to finish. You can see it's very cleverly planned out. Yeah. The way it's written. The way it's just. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's formulated. It's yeah, formulated. yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. It references itself. There's no nothing there for a cheap laugh. No, no, it's, all, it's, it's not really clever. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because of the whole uh, atmosphere as a whole. Yeah, as opposed to let's check in the joke here, let's check in the joke there. I mean, sure, there's there's things that could possibly be construed as jokes, but they're not delivered as jokes. Yeah, exactly. They're delivered as. Ma- almost <coughs> matter of factly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we're going to go around, we're going to bash Philip's head in, we're going to grab my mum, we're going to get in the car, we're going to go to the Winchester, and we're going to wait till this all blows over. And it's mm-hmm. almost like that could be a little bit of a joke, like a long-running joke. I think it, it becomes a joke mm. because of the film. It's not like... Yeah, yeah. It's not 
a joke. It's just it's funny now because of the context that it's been put. Yeah, in. but what I mean is that it's a story that could yeah. be started as a joke. So you could go into any room and go, so yeah, I've got a plan. We're going to do this, 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 and this. And then this goes to happen. And it could be the punchline. Mm. But it's not. The punchline is, let's go to the Winchester and wait for this to all blow over. And it just, it's so matter-of-factly mm-hmm. that it that, just yeah, becomes... It, it, yeah, it's like, it's like, there's still that weird attachment to uh, trying to go about your everyday life. Yeah. In the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> In the zombie yeah. apocalypse. And, and, and it's so British as well yeah. to think that, like... Your haven and and your fortress of of protection is a pub, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which may or may not have an actual rifle, which works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love the fact you don't know <clears throat> until he literally goes click click bang. Wait, what? Oh shit! <laughs> you were right. <laughs> it's great. Um, um, just did the bit as well where they're trying to get to the pub. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, we're gonna have acting classes. Be a zombie. Uh, do it better than that. <laughs> so good and then it cuts to them just going walking amongst the whole bunch of fucking zombies it's like oh my god this is great so uh, good and obviously the references in there to Spaced yes yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you see they come across the other crew and they're <laughs> the all like survivors. basically the same person yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's so good Spaced is a good show it is it is uh, 20 years now isn't it Spaced it's very old. It has yeah. dated a bit, but yeah. it's still good. It's still, it's still good. It's like black books. Mm. There was a yeah. There's definitely <laughs> one, one. Some of my favorite moments in in the film were it was the general sort of day to day moments uh, for mm. Sean. Mm. Uh, you see him walk around the street. He gets hit by a football. Yeah, he yeah. orders a carnet. He orders a carnetto. He's at work scolding his teammate for taking personal calls and texting. Yeah. And then his girlfriend phones him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, hello. <laughs> so, yeah. Liz is on the line for you. Oh, who's Liz? Regional manager. Hello. <laughs> and he's very, like, trying to play it off yeah, as the yeah, area manager. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh. <laughs> um, and then, and then, so he, obviously he goes to bed. And he wakes up the next morning. Mm. Zombie apocalypse has arrived. Doesn't fucking know. And, and no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it literally like steps over. Oh, it's like this, pretty much like a dead body. Yeah, yeah. Up his milk mm-hmm. or whatever, a newspaper. Bloody handprints on the on the <clears throat> yeah. glass. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm short like fifty pence. I'll owe it to you. And yeah, and the guy's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> then, like, what was it? And and then. The hilarious thing about it is obviously they come back and they're and they're absolutely sourced and they start seeing white lies. And um they, oh, that's they, before they go to sleep. White oh, lies oh that's right, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, just where it comes, there's that single zombies like and not even that, there's the bit as well when they come at the pub and there's, it looks like there's two, uh, like a guy and a girl making out. It's like, go on, he's getting him some. And then they turn away and walk off and the guy's fucking head falls off. Because yeah. he's been chewing through the neck. <laughs> so good. It really, it's like, it's, it's, like you said, it's not, <clears throat> it's not a uh, written comedy with, with the intention to be like, okay, we're going to pause for laughter here. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just, Joke after yeah, joke. This after is joke. happening. It's this is happening. Relentless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's almost like you you can't laugh because if you laugh you'll miss it. You miss something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just really well done. But, <laughs> it is. It's but, really yeah. relatable and like mm. going through the record collection to throw the zombie oh. in the garden. Like, <laughs> don't don't throw that one. It's a that was a limited edition first print. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's like they kind of think that there's going to be semblance of normality after the zombie apocalypse yeah, exactly. ends. <laughs> Ah, oh, so uh, good. Yeah, I. Uh, to be fair, uh, it's it's nice that um, even after all of this, uh, parodies still have a place in cinema. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, waiting for the next big one to come along. I think exactly. See what I, happens next. I, I mean, has anybody parodied superhero films? I know the um, since well, the Sky I know movie Scary Movie did. did do some, but it was it was about terrible scary, yeah, like, ter- terrible films. Like wasn't did, there one called Superhero Movie? Some that like seems that. to trigger a memory in my head somewhere about an absolutely ridiculously useless superhero. Um, I don't remember much else apart from a green outfit. Did, did they do like a um, like Green Lantern parody? <laughs> it it kind of looked more like an insect outfit. 
Oh, uh, yeah. I think yeah. Green Lantern kind of parodied itself, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, it's called, yeah, it's called, it's, yeah, it's called Superhero Movie. Mm. Um, uh, Drake, Drake Bell from Drake and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called The Dragonfly. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Yeah, I knew some sort of insect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Leslie Nielsen's in it. Ah, uh, yeah, legend. That man's a legend. <laughs> like, yeah. um, Naked Gun was yeah. so good. Uh, I love those songs. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah, it was kind of like that early, <clears throat> the, yeah, so early, early 2000s movie because it was like the X Men, Spider Man, Sp- uh, Spider Man was in there, yeah, I Fantastic suppose. Four, maybe, yeah, oh, that's right, he, he was called the Dragonfly, but he had like almost like um, Mr. Fantastic powers, like a stretchy kind but of, but he was using it kind of like Spider Man, <laughs> <laughs> it's dumb, yeah, so dumb, yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting to see someone do a new parody now based on superheroes now. I've obviously gone a bit of a tangent, but the Marvel Cinematic Universe is such a huge entity that a parody film of that could be quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm surprised I, no one's done it yet. I, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> like, you wouldn't want... Unless you don't want to piss off the House of Mouse. Me. I don't know. That's that's a I mean South Park do a good job of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, South Park's going up against China. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, let's not talk about that. Uh, yeah. Um we're not gonna yeah. that yet. No. Um also well hey thanks guys. Thanks for listening to Spooktober. Spooktober uh episode four. Um God. The final chapter. I, this, I think we need a subtitle. Pote- like a God, this is if, if you. I mean, obviously, if you've clicked on this, this is the fiftieth episode. Oh wait! Yeah, yeah. Landmark. Half a century. Yeah. Oh, wow. Landmark episode. Technically, two episodes, and we've got enough episodes a week for a year. Nice. So, oh, I'm you can sure just binge all at once, that. right? Exactly. Just, just do it over three days. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> after two hours or so, give or take. Mate, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, continue <clears throat> to support us uh, on uh, our Facebook, our Twitter. Um, check out our Patreon as well if you want to uh, support us monetarily. Um, you know, get us new gear. Uh, continue to make this sort of like a, a continuing venture for us mm. because we like doing this. Improve our studio, please. <laughs> <laughs> By studio, you mean your house? We need to yeah, cat-proof the studio. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, I know, right? Um, but yeah, uh, check us out on uh, our Facebook and our Twitter. Uh, know what to search. We've done this already. Um, 50 times. 50 times. Uh, my name is Ralph. Uh, catch me at cellmate89 on Twitter. Uh, Alan? I'm Alan, and I'm at hellblazer, H-E-L-L-B-L-A-Y-Z-E-R, on Twitter and Instagram. And Leanne. And I'm Mr. Raggles, M R underscore R A G L E S on Twitter. Wee. Uh, Josh is Mythic Comics and Art on both yes. Instagram and Twitter. Just check him out. He's 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 around. He, he does Somewhere. good work. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> um, he's bailed on us the last couple of episodes. Well, but hey, oh, you know, <laughs> life happens. Yeah. So you know, life happens. Um, thank you again for listening. Hope you have a. You hope you have had a wonderful Spooktober. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed Halloween yesterday. Yeah. Technically, now it is November. Yeah. As this episode next is, next but... chunk's probably going to be Christmas or something. Yeah, Christmas. yeah, looking forward to that. We'll see you guys later. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Rags, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs>